Welcome to episode 54 of the Barbells and Briefcases podcast, the business and fitness podcast. My name is John Miller. With me today is Nick Saka. What's going on? And Nick, today we're going to talk about something that I'm very uncomfortable talking about. What's that? Myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you got a good message today, man. You yeah. got a real good message. Yeah, and and I'm kind of going to use like the little story of what's gone on in my life the last year to kind of hopefully help others cuz you know, this time last year I was in a position that a lot of people are still in being unemployed and sitting at home collecting unemployment checks, having a lot of time on your hands, not knowing what you're going to do. Uh for those that don't know, couple months ago, I got I switched careers for the last five years. I've been a personal trainer. And this summer, I've switched careers, and I am now a junior software engineer for, uh, for a big company. And, I, and, you know, going from fitness to tech is, is a career switch that not a lot of people make. And I've had a lot of people reach out to me and be like, you know, that's a really, like, random like seems like out of the blue type of career change. Like what brought that about? Why did you do it? How did you do it? You know, how long has this been going on? So I thought this would be a good opportunity to talk about it and do a podcast. And eventually I want to write an article about it too. But um. yeah, no. And and just like you said, I think it's a good time for, I think you can bring a good message to a lot of people that are, you know, maybe they, during the last two years, you know, and, and if you're not sure with what I'm talking about, is 2020 and 2021, where uh, a lot of people have um, either gotten fired or um, have been let go, or they switched industries, and they maybe they're in a temporary industry. Right. I know a lot of people probably don't feel that they're in the right gig right now or the right thing, and I think your story's cool because you've switched into something that you've always been good at because you helped us with the techie stuff with our with barbells and briefcases you've done our podcast you've done the our websites um and you have completely taken a huge leap into something else yeah and something something different which i'm sure a lot of our listeners might be in a similar situation so i think this message message will be good for you guys um or you know, maybe you're happy right now, and then maybe you get comfortable making a lot of money, and then you... Or, or maybe you Google how much a software engineer at Google or Facebook or, <laughs> or Uber is making right now, and, and you, you've always wanted to go into tech but didn't know how or didn't know. For me, I don't... My, my What's it called? My college degree is in business. I've been a personal trainer the last five years. Any other experience I have is in banking, so I have zero tech experience, and... I am a 100% self-taught uh, software developer now, and I can say that I did it, and it took a lot longer than I thought I would or that I wanted it to, and it was a lot harder than I thought it was to break into this, but I did it, and like I want to use everything that I learned and everything that I, knew, that I went through over this last year, and if I could help even one person out and help them make that switch and get into this field, even by doing this podcast, that's awesome. Yeah. So talk us through, talk us through, you know, you, so yeah, you were telling me before the podcast that this is something that you've always been geeked about. You've always been a nerd about this stuff. Oh yeah. Like and it was in, you've kind of stored it in the back of your mind, but never really acted on it. Just little glimpses here and there. And then you're like, 
nah, nah, yeah. and then folk went on to do something else. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like I've, uh, like I got a computer in my room from probably like nine or ten years old, and I remember even in middle school playing around on like GeoCities and making like little nerdy websites on GeoCities when I was about wrestling and stuff like that. And in college, I was I was a, into video games and came up with like this side hustle of of breaking down xboxes and uploading uh pirated software onto the xboxes so that you could play burned video games and uh burned or hacked a bunch of my friends and their friends of friends the xboxes and made a little side hustle off of it and then was selling burned dvds of video games for extra money while i was going to college and so like i've always been a really technical nerdy person and I've always known, like like you said, like in the back of my mind that I could do this. And a couple times it's come up to the front of my mind. Like when I first met you, I was going back to UNLV for a computer science degree. And I did that for about a semester and a half before I started getting promoted at the bank and got into a job at the bank that I was comfortable with and that I lo- liked a lot and that I thought was going to be my future. And it uh, ended up not being. So I put put it on the back burner. When we started Barbells, it came back to the front of my mind and making the website and producing this podcast and and then and then when things at the bank didn't work out I explored another passion of mine which was fitness and we went back to the back of my mind again and then lo and behold this time last year the pandemic happens March of last year and I am you know sitting at home collecting an unemployment check for for three or four months and uh and I saw that as like a, a now or never if if this is ever going to happen this is the time to make it happen. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I went all in, you know, like I clocked into to learning and I clocked into putting the hours to learning everything I need, needed to know and absorbing as much as I could last summer. And how, how many hours, uh, how many hours a day were you studying, studying the material? You were buying courses, right? I, I bought some courses, you know, um, I signed up for a little, uh, 12 week boot camp. I, uh, I made a bunch of like little portfolio projects. Like I made an iPhone app for my power, for my powerlifting and my powerlifting clients and my powerlifting friends that that's on the iPhone app store. And I, that was the first portfolio project that I had to, to really show, uh, I tinkered around with the website more, made it more of my own. And, and that's another one of my portfolio things and, uh, took a couple of other little projects, made my software developer resume. You know, I made a portfolio website that I remember sending to you, the first one, and and then I started applying for jobs, probably around November of last year. And, you know, I don't even know how many uh, applications I submitted. You know, I was on Indeed every day. I was on, like, a big part of my, uh, actually, before I get into Indeed and all that stuff, a big part of, I feel like, what helped me and what got me a little bit more ahead was LinkedIn. LinkedIn is huge for for anybody looking to find recruiters and find jobs and network with people in the industries that you want to break into, LinkedIn is a great, great tool. Building up my LinkedIn profile, making it look professional, making it look like it's a tech LinkedIn profile that, that's going to get recruiters' attention. I got a lot of attention off LinkedIn. Um, but even then, like even once I got into a recruiter's uh, phone call, once even I got interviews with tech people and with managers and hiring managers and things like that had three or four or five different like times where I got to the second interview or the third interview or the final interview 
at these places and I got let down a lot. Like I was telling you before, like I had a train wreck interview where with uh, a hiring manager where he had asked me in the first five minutes, he asked me two technical questions and stopped the interview right there and started, went on a little diatribe, like realizing that my heart was in the right place and that I was going in the right direction. But he started telling me, you know, these are the types of companies you need to look at for trying to like these medium sized companies you need to start looking at. Uh, you need to be researching, you know, these types of interview questions and, and started giving me a lot of advice. Five, ten minutes, just him going off on me, being as helpful as he could. In the middle of that diatribe, I remember getting an e- I got a notification on my phone as I'm talking to him. And I look at it and it's an email from the company that he works for. And it was the decline notice telling me that I didn't get the job that <laughs> was out of him. I would, have, I, would have, I would have felt disrespected, but at the same time, and grateful. <laughs> Thanks for the advice. But, but you know what? The, the, the book note to that story is, is that when on my LinkedIn, because as soon as the interview was over, I, I found him on LinkedIn. I connected with him on LinkedIn and thanked him for taking the five, five to ten minutes out of his day that he didn't have to do to tell me what to do and to thank him for that. And, and the, the ending to that story is like when I put on my LinkedIn that, you know, John Miller is now a junior software engineer at so-and-so company. He was one of the people to congratulate me and message me and be like, I, nice. I, I'm, I'm so happy for you. Nice. I see what I, what I get out of that is you were resourceful and you haven't really got into it. Uh, you haven't really got into it on, on the podcast yet, but you really kind of had to fixate your mindset on, on this is going to suck. You got rejections left and right. 100%. And you had to, it sounds like you really focused on the positives of each and every situation, each rejection 100%. and things like that, which yeah. isn't always easy to do. Oh, it was not. There was lots of times where I could have given up and just slinked back into personal training and just yeah, not like made you, the you most weren't, of it. You weren't making bad money in personal training. No, 100%. I was working at a nice gym. I was Lifetime I had a good, fitness. I had a good like life. I had... I love my clients. I miss that. The one part about training that I miss is the connections that I made with my clients and, and taking care of them. If you, any of you guys are listening, I miss you. I miss that part of my job. Everything else, like I love my like my new schedule, my new life. But yes, in the process of applying, like I had to like for every hundred resumes and applications that I sent out, I maybe got five to ten like even decline notices, and then. Out of those, I probably got another one to two to five, you know, in first interviews, you know, and another fraction of that went to second interviews. And so it's the point I'm trying to make is it's a lot of rejection and a lot of letdowns, you know, making it to a final interview for a, like a really good company and, and then being turned down is really, really hard. And I just tried to take every no as one step closer to a yes, almost like a sales like volume, uh, yeah, volume theory, where like the more the more shots I was putting up, the more likely one was to go in, and and spreading out like my opportunities as much as possible. Networking with tech people, reaching out to the people that I already knew that were in tech, uh, applying on LinkedIn, applying on Monster, applying on uh, Indeed, just shooting as many shots as I could and getting shut down a lot. And every interview that I went to, every person that I talked to, I treated everyone like a learning experience. You know, my first month was probably the worst. 
because I got laughed at a lot and I got those really short calls and I got turned down a lot. And it was really frustrating because I thought I was going to go from these interviews to having a, a six-figure job like it was nothing. And it wasn't like that at all. Yeah. And, and so you're still even, you know, you finally you finally get a gig. Yeah. And even this, you know, is, a, is stepping a, stone. a stepping stone yeah. type gig. I mean, if, if, if the company's listening right now, and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but yeah, you're, you're still, you're yeah, still, it's earning, a junior earn, position and I'm still earn, in a learning stripes. Yeah. yeah. I'm still in a position where I need to just be a sponge and be learning and be asking questions and be, you know, picking out the people that I want to be my mentors that I want to be like, okay, I want to be like you. I'm going to like watch what you do and learn how you do things as much as possible and take anything that I can and try and absorb that because Mm -hmm. I still know I'm in a learning position and honestly that's the funnest part and technology is always changing there's always new technologies and new frameworks and new languages coming out to where this is like this is my career now and this is going to be a lifelong commitment to to learning and problem solving and and that's exciting for me because that's the type of person I am. That's the type of worker I am. Like, I love being challenged. I love, you know, being given something and, like, being stumped by a problem for hours and hours. And that moment of figuring something out or getting, like, something on a website to work or getting something on a project to work is, like, the most satisfying feeling, like, in my work life now. Yeah, and, and I don't think even running a business is any different. It's like we're constantly problem solving yeah problems literally come up every single day you know whether it's mainly with employees but but there's always a new problem to overcome mm-hmm. and it's, it's problem solving and i kind of thought about that the other week i was just like yeah, i'm a problem solver you know i'm not maybe not in the tech field but you yeah. know I'm, i wouldn't be considered you know smart by any means but i'm a problem solver by no means <laughs> <laughs> no but um Give a little context to um, the reason why it's a pretty cool story is, you know, you're old as fuck. Um, <laughs> I got I to gotta bite, bite back, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I threw a jab, he threw one back. That's, that's, so, the, that's the nature so, of our friendship you know, right so there you, in a nutshell. You could be 45 years old and still turn your life. <laughs> nah, he's not 45, ladies and gents. I, I turned 36 this year, and, you know, I, like, I kind of use my story – like in my interview process as, you know, as it is unique. Um, most people that they're looking for for the types of jobs I was applying for are people that went to college for computer science and didn't have any other real job experience other than tech. And so it was very technical people and no knocking the types of people that uh, that get into computer science. Like I do not look like that type of person. I do not... Um, like, if you saw me on the street and had a conversation with me and didn't know me, you probably wouldn't guess that I am a software engineer. I'm probably the strongest software engineer ever. Yeah, that's that's probably one of the coolest things. I was telling somebody the other day that, like, I like that I'm a book that you can't judge by its cover now. And yeah. that's one of the coolest things. But getting back you, to it, like, I like that I had to use the non-traditional background that I have. And, you know, the 10 years of banking, the five years of personal training. So, like, I have a lot more communication skills than, than the people that I was applying against. I have a lot more, like, I have banking and professional experience, so I can talk technical lingo. Yeah, people in tech usually aren't um, social. They, they usually aren't social. And, yeah. and I highly doubt, you know, they don't have sales experience. And, right. 
you know, you've, you have almost yeah. a decade worth of sales experience. Yeah. And so, and lots of the projects that, that I'm going to be working on, I'm going to be working on teams where I might be the one or two or three technical people on the team, but there's going to be marketing people on the team. There's going to be salespeople on the team. There's going to be, you know, a product manager that's trying to bring it all together and bring a, a vision together. So like being able to communicate with those people, you know, brings me a step ahead. Yeah. And there's always something to take out of every walk of your life, every stage of your life. You might be, you know, cleaning bathrooms right now, right? Yeah. You might be, you know, just there, there's always a lesson kind of in every every walk of life, every step yeah. that leads you to that. Yeah. You know, so, you know, for those pe- people that are listening right now, you might not be in that field. You might not have found that. You might not be bold enough just yet to take that leap, but wherever you're at right now is probably shaping you for yeah. that next thing. Yeah. One of the another thing that I fell in love with over this this process was was reading. You know, as evidenced by our our book club series that we did last year, and we might bring back who knows. Uh, and one of the books that that I read was is the obstacle is the way, and the big idea of that book is is that you you should like accept and almost love everything that happens to you, good, bad, or indifferent, because you can take any bad thing that happens to you and use that as an advantage. Mm-hmm. You know, any like shitty job that you get stuck into, you know, be the best at that and, and use the skills that even from a shitty job to, to move you forward and to drive you into being the better version of yourself or into the next phase of your life. So I took being unemployed and sitting on my ass at home as an opportunity to to learn and to build and to build myself back up and to take this shot into being were, something better of myself. You really were. I mean, how many hours were you putting in a day? Um, I mean, I was like treating it like like I was working. So like I would, you know, wake up at seven or eight o'clock in the morning and and eat breakfast and nine o'clock I was clocking in. And four or five o'clock in the afternoon, in the afternoon, I was clocking out, and I was sitting at my computer desk and really putting in those hours. Like I couldn't even go to a gym, so it was just me and the dog at home, just learning, learning yeah. how to make iPhone apps and learning how to build websites better and things like that, and building my portfolio. And, and I wouldn't. I'm so thankful. Like I'm probably one of the few people that is like thankful for the pandemic and was thankful for the shutdowns to be given that that gift of time that I needed to really pursue it and really to be like, I'm making the most of this fucking yeah. opportunity. A lot of people wasted that time too. Oh, 100%. You know? Yeah. A lot of people took that, you know, thousand dollars in unemployment that they were getting and, you know, went and spent it on trips to Hawaii and trips to Cabo and yeah. things like that. And yeah. And they don't get that time back. No. And yeah. The, and yeah. And time is, is more valuable than, than money. If you're ever given that gift of time again, or if you're being given that gift right now, look at it as a gift and, and use it. Yeah. Because you don't even people, realize how valuable that is. A lot of people are working from home, right? So it's like you work from home now and you get to save an hour of drive time, yeah. drive time, right? Yeah. So it's just maximizing that time, you know, and every, and I don't care who you are. Like, I don't care what gig you're in right now. If there's something else that, that's eating at you or that's just in your heart and you know it and only you know it you have you can create time to pivot out of whatever you're currently in you know might not be you know it might be from the hours of 
Um, okay, let's use the – somebody sure. has kids, right? You, you work 8 to 5, you have kids. By the time you get home, cook dinner, do the whole 9, whoop-de-whoop. You know, now you put your kids to sleep 8.30. Now you have from 9 o'clock to 11, right? Yeah. You might sacrifice your sleep. I don't recommend, you know, yeah. <laughs> poor sleeping habits, but it's short-term. But it just goes to show that it's never too late. And you're yeah. always, like, the first dude that – Loves those posts when I when I repost things that say, you know, Colonel Sanders didn't start KFC when he was 55. <laughs> and hey, us old guys got to stick together, you know. And bringing, uh, you know, Den not Denzel, um, you know, Samuel L. Jackson didn't get his first lead role until he was like 48. And, yeah, well, and things like that. Actually, one of my uh, one of my first like tech mentors that I looked up to, uh, his name's Danny Thompson, D Thompson Dev. Shout out. Um, but he was a fry cook in a gas station till he was like 40 years old. Wow. And had two kids and a wife. And the only time that he had to, to really work on uh, like learning, he's another self-taught developer like myself, was he would wake up at four o'clock in the morning and, and, and study and learn and, and build. Like I was building like little things for his portfolio four to six o'clock in the morning before he would take his daughters to school and and then you know learn whatever more he could throughout the day go work his day job as a fry cook and now danny works for google wow what's he making now high six figures like six. Go, go, go go look up what a sen- senior software engineer makes at google right now and uh and then start thinking about your next career in tech. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, but I mean, but I mean that's one off. Like, like the it's called Fang Jobs in uh in the tech world. The Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Netflix, Google. Those are called the Fang companies in in tech. Those are like the dream jobs for for most people in tech. Yeah, and, and because they're the highest paying, you get stock options, and like if you work five to ten years at those jobs, you're set for life. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Yeah, and, and for the majority of you guys listening to this podcast, I'm pretty sure you guys are dumb like me. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just totally messing. But, I'm totally messing. Y'all are smarter than me. But no, but what I mean is, you know, not everyone is, you know, I, I don't think tech. I mean, what's the percentage of people that are in tech out of like regular population? Well, I mean, it's I mean, it's it's a small percentage. It's a small percentage. Yeah, because you do have to put the time in. And like I thought, oh, let me just, you know, learn stuff and build a few websites and build a couple other f- – cool apps three to six months tops and i'll be i'll be in tech i got like i got humbled really really fast and the interview process and the rejections of the interview process was so 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 humbling but i'm so happy i went through it because like like i was saying before every rejection made me stronger every interview every person i talked to made me better and more prepared and ready and i got a little bit further and a little bit better every single time that i did it and i just had to keep my keep my tunnel vision and keep realizing every no was bringing me closer to a yes yeah yeah and i think the only thing that only the only certain dreams that i guess do go away are like if you want to be like a a running back in the nfl and you're turning 40 next year like that dream's over with yeah. right yeah i'm not going but, to the nba next year <laughs> yeah they're like you know there's certain <laughs> things that you can't obviously do but Pretty sure just about any skill is, is pretty learnable, you know. Yeah. And if somebody wants to – there's so many master classes for all sorts of different industries. 
how to become a better photographer. There's right. these, you know, how to edit videos and how to start a YouTube channel. It's right. just really just no excuse for people to do things. So around the same time that you you start, I mean, actually before you started diving into, you know, your your tech journey way before I started my YouTube channel because I started in October. Yeah. And um, and when when did you start? Um, started learning or started applying? I started yeah. learning probably March April. March April. Okay. Yeah, and dude, you could do anything. There's yeah. just no excuse to to not do anything. I've, I'm almost one year into my YouTube journey, and I'm literally like I'm like a month away from getting monetized. And that was and it's been a freaking grind, man. It's been a freaking grind, and and monetize is just the first part, right? But yeah, how much is that first like monetization check going to be like? Someone in my industry, he he's uh, he's. I think he started a little bit before me, and he's got a couple of videos that. Well, he has one or two videos that really popped off, um, that have like forty five thousand views on one of them, and so that really kind of got him, you yeah. know, got him jump started into the game. But very similar to me, insurance related content, and he's pulling in like like six hundred bucks a month off hey. of off of three thousand subs. Um, and he probably drops maybe a video a week, two videos a week. Yeah. So it's pretty cool. Like six hundred bucks a month. Yeah. Like it's not you know nothing crazy, but it's nice like extra income. Right. Yeah. And it's and it's a building block to it's something. Resi- it's residual. Like he yeah. can stop making videos right now. He's probably going to still be pulling in six hundred bucks a month. So that's awesome. That's one one venue and there's just resources galore man yeah and it's a similar lesson that like i was really good at front end stuff and i wanted to be a full stack developer so that's why i took the boot camp that i did okay but you got resourceful you figured that out yeah you you were putting in roughly um you know 40 hours a week studying this stuff at least at minimum it was 30 hours a week 30 hours a week. yeah and but I, I wasn't thinking about it in terms of time. Like I was thinking about it as like skills, skills, yeah, skills, problems you need to yeah, solve. Yeah, I was like, all right, I, you know, th- these are my goals for this month. You know, each week I was breaking down the goals into smaller goals, and you know, on a website, you know, you're breaking down the different parts of the website, building those brick by brick, piece by piece, mm-hmm. and you know, you put enough time in, and you got barbellsandbriefcases.com, where you got. Uh, my Kilo app was, you know, piece by piece by piece, you know, you know, Googling and uh, YouTubing problems that you have and, and putting it all together. And it's it's an it's like anything else. It's like putting together a YouTube video is, you know, yeah, starting out with this idea, turning an idea into an outline, turning yeah. the outline into a script, turning the script into practice, practice into recording. Yeah. As a whole, it's a recipe. You know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, man. It, it and like I'm really thankful that I got into this because it does teach you about like being persistent. It teaches you like it's, I'm talking about tech and programming in general. It teaches you about you know how to deal with a hard problem and you know sometimes the best way to solve a problem is to to walk away to do a five ten minute walk, go on my phone for five minutes and not think about the problem, come back to it. And come look at it with fresh eyes. Yeah, that, that reminds me of playing a video game as a kid. 
you you try so hard to beat that boss or beat that level and it's just like you, no matter what you yeah. cannot beat it you turn the game off you come back the next day you beat it your first try or right. second try exactly like, yeah. yeah so <laughs> that's you know it's very similar you go take a shower and you you know i always have my best thoughts in the shower i don't know why but shower thoughts are my best thoughts if i go take a shower and come back if i'm in the middle of a problem like that's a good recipe for for coming back with a good set of fresh eyes and uh and yeah, so like the problem solving aspect of tech is something that I've learned, like the never being too late, like being able to to self teach myself all the skills that I need. Like you can learn how to do anything on YouTube. You can learn how to be a successful insurance agent on YouTube. You can learn how to be a software engineer on YouTube. There's everything. Yeah. There's people that have channels that are, you know, hunting channels. Yeah. Right? There's cooking channels. There's like <laughs> Literally, how to my, make anything. My favorite little kid that uh, that does the food reviews in the the fancy suits yeah. and with the nineteen twenties. Uh. And, and here's and here's a tip for anybody out there: if if there is something that you're interested in, um, and you do a YouTube search and there's not enough content on that subject, then yeah. that's you. Oh, you yeah. need to be the one that does that. Yeah. Um, and if there is, then that just gives you. You know, validation that there's there's a market yeah. for and that, it, and, and those people will give you inspiration too. Like Tech YouTube has been was huge for me. Some of my first biggest mentors were were on Tech YouTube, and if I wasn't learning from tutorials from them, I was being inspired by by the lifestyles that they were living or by like what they were doing and the cool stuff that they were working on or the companies that they were working for and things like that. Like I, I learned a lot from YouTube, and I got a lot of inspiration from YouTube as well. Yeah. I was just making sure my <laughs> I wasn't on mute this whole time. Yeah, All yeah. Right. no, you, I'm looking at everything. You're good. Um, but so yeah, man. Uh, if anybody has like any specific questions, like I said, I want to help people. I want to pass everything that I learned forward. I was texting with a buddy of mine that's trying to get into cybersecurity earlier today, and he was asking me about you know the different hurdles that I went through as a self-taught developer because he's trying to weighing out his options between taking like a full-on paid, taking out a loan for like a full-on course at UNLV versus going the self-taught route. And we were talking about the pros and cons of each. And and if anybody needs any help with that type of stuff, like I would love to, to be a mentor and pass any of that forward. Plus, like some of the best ways you learn on learn things is by teaching them as well. Yeah. So if I could teach anybody anything, that'd be really cool too. Absolutely. Yeah, man. You got any questions for me, Nick? No. Okay. What do you, What do you want to leave the Any last words that you want to leave the you know our audience with? Last words are, you know, the one thing that I had to keep telling myself throughout this process is is, is that you know don't give up. Like keep moving one step forward, one day at a time. Keep your eyes on the present. You know, any negative thing you can turn into a positive any bad outcome you can use it to your advantage yeah all right uh hopefully you know we aren't going to go another six months without uh, a podcast and this will be a more regular thing with me and nick since i have so much more free time now and i'm not <laughs> you know stuck in a gym for 12 hours a day but um thank you guys if you've made it this far listening and we'll see you on the next time thank you for listening